Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's another week, which means another episode of Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, your socially distanced, friendly, craft beer, uh, coffee drinker this morning. <laughs> it's, uh, again, I say it every week, this never gets feeling normal to uh, come down here into the basement and fire this up instead of being in a tap room with a, uh, with a beer in my hand, but... Um, we're getting close, I think, hopefully, to some kind of normalcy returning to our lives and some kind of uh, real social interaction instead of just um, your family, which uh, as much as I love my family, they um, sometimes I need something else. <laughs> uh, Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel, welcome back to the show. Um, Thanks for having me. It seems like I mean we'll just we'll just dive right into this. It seems like you guys keep getting hit with all of these really goofy timing issues. You get this uh, this absolutely fantastic brewery up and running. Um, you're a production only space, and I'm going back to kind of the start of things, um, and that works really great for you guys. And then the market changes, and the world says that's not the way to do things anymore. Uh, you guys bust your butts to create the carriage house, which you can go back to the last episode of Cincy Brewcast where we were at the carriage house and we talked about what that's all about. You get that up and running. Last summer, you get everything, uh, you get some nice polish put on everything outside. You've got this beautiful space for people to go and socialize and sit around the pond and have beers together. And then this spring, uh, again, the world says, uh, never mind, don't do that right now. Um, how do you how do you make these adjustments? How do you how do you do this? How do you still like year after year when um, the world tells you that what you're doing doesn't work? How do you keep doing that? And how do you keep um, the positivity to keep rolling with it? Uh, maybe a lack of options. You know, <laughs> it's 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 uh, failure's never been an option for Kathleen and I. Um, they're you know, we, we don't look at problems, uh, the same way a lot of people do. Um, we, we look at the solutions and we focus on that. So, um, this is another instance where, uh, you know, we had no choice. Um, we had no real, probably, uh, uh, no real way, uh, uh, any barometers, uh, that we, we typically have could have seen something like this coming and uh, what helped us, you know, quite a bit was, I guess the way we've run our business for the past 15 years and kind of always being a conservative growth company and uh, not, you know, putting a lot at risk at any given time. So, you know, I think 15 years of running our business like that, uh, put us in a, a better shape uh, than than maybe some others to uh, weather the storm. And uh, we've taken full advantage of it. Um, I've never been busier. The past two months of my life, uh, you know, I'm working 15 hours a day. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, we've, we've made a lot of improvements to the tap room because no one's in our way and, and, and we can get a lot done. And, and when we reopen this Thursday at 4 o'clock, um, uh, I think people are going to like what they what they see when they get here. Well, this episode won't post until next Monday. Um, Got it. So 
when it opened on Thursday. Hopefully, <laughs> people have I'll, already I'll been talk on. In the past, <laughs> it's podcasts are confusing, and who knows when people are actually listening to this? That's what always drives me crazy when I start talking. I'm thinking, oh my god, did somebody just download this in six months and now they're listening to it and they're like, oh that cor- I remember coronavirus. Yeah, that, that was a that's thing a, that happened. Hopefully, that's, that's a good what. Point. Um, how are you guys? Uh, how are you guys making that adjustment as far as in the tap room and uh, on in the patio area and everything to kind of make it so that people are comfortable when they go there and things are safe and well um, yeah that's you know our number one concern is 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 uh safety like many others but uh you know we're in a we're at a huge advantage because we have 3 acres to play with we have uh, you know, normally our restaurant, our carriage house, uh, it's seats closer to 300 people. Um, so we do have a lot of inside space. Um, we are going into the summer months that's helpful for everybody. Uh, but what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to, um, look at it as how many people can we fit in our restaurant? Um, we want the guest experience, to be pleasant. We want people coming back. We don't just want a surge of people and, and, and then, uh, for our guests to feel like they are compartmentalized. And, and so we took a lot of time thinking about, um, our guest experience. And that's something I think will be quite a bit different here than maybe other places that are more limited because, uh, it's going to feel good. It's going to, you're going to feel like, uh, uh, each, each party is, is semi-private and, right. uh, and, and because of our space, uh, we have a unique situation where the large majority of our table seatings are going to be for six to 10 people. So we have, and, and we've been getting a lot of phone calls for reservations and questions, uh, for larger parties. And, uh, so the majority of our table seatings can accommodate the larger groups, which is awesome. But it's. I think that just the craft beer industry as a whole. You look at the restaurants versus bars versus you know craft breweries and tap rooms. Um, I think it's already at an advantage. You know, when you go to a tap room, you you already trust these people that 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 run the place that are that are pouring you beer. This is this has become your spot already over time. Um, yeah, it's designed around comfort and safety. And and again, I always go back to that trust. I think trust is more important when we start diving back into stuff than anything else. It's not it's not even to me necessarily about the fact that somebody a table over is going to cough and infect me with something. It's just that I feel like they're not going to, you know, if, if that makes any sense. Like just that feeling of going out and feeling like things are okay. Um, well, and and to that point, I think people are also at the point where they're balancing their their health with their mental health. And when they walk into a restaurant, this our our carriage house specifically, they're not going to feel like we're in the middle of some kind of chaotic pandemic. They're going to feel like, wow, this place is even better than it was. And, and, and that's going to, that's going to lift spirits. That's going to make people's beer taste better. That's going to make their food taste better because they're, they're, they're going to be, uh, uh, not stressed about the environment they're in. So, so, you know, I, I removed, uh, just inside the building alone, we removed 102 seats. Wow. It, 
it's a big space. I don't know if everybody has been out there yet, but like the, the carriage houses, especially coming from what you guys had before in the old tap room, it's just it's such a big space, and there was already. Um, I mean, when it got crowded, you 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 felt that you were in a a bustling tap room. But for the most part, like it, especially if you're sitting outside, you really do feel like you're just you're lifted out of what a normal brew pub or a normal tap room in Cincinnati feels like into this whole other world. You can you know if you sit with your back to the carriage house and look at the pond and put your feet up and just you just you're you're somewhere else. And that's so hard to do. And yeah. uh, part of what has always made you guys so so. Great great as a as a brewery is that uh, that escape without having to really go anywhere <laughs> right we knew a long time ago there's there's no way we're we're going to be um the number one product on on a shelf and we just took steps back and said listen what what is it people like about our brand what is it they like about our tap room and how do we how do we grow that without losing it and that was the focus behind it all um we knew the dividers were coming. I've been building custom dividers for two months now. So, uh, in fact, they're, uh, the guys are, uh, just now getting to staining them today. So, um, you know, we're, uh, we're prepared. We're, um, we're going to make it, uh, I'll, you know, the inside just as pleasant as the outside and, uh, starting tomorrow, I guess, is our outside setup. And, and, you know, we may not even lose seating outside because like you mentioned, we've, we've got lots and lots and lots of room. As things go forward, and I don't know how much forethought into the future you guys have, have had a chance to really think about, how does this affect the way you run the business? How does this affect the way you run a brewery, knowing that stuff like this can happen, whether or not this comes back again next year or whatever, you know, you hear different things from different people, but how does this, how does this shape kind of the path that you take from here going forward versus how you've been taking it? Um, that's or does a great it? question. Um, we've, uh, we really, we expected, we, we had planned not to open until, uh, June, maybe July. Right. Um, so, this is an unexpected uh, early startup. We didn't quite finish all the things we wanted to get done, but uh, um, you know, when we look at um, the areas we have, we're focused on on like you pointed on, like fall. Okay, if if if, if this becomes an issue in the fall, um, we're going to need more inside square footage. Um, so um, this summer, our, our goal is going to be to enclose more of the patio. Um, and extend that out. So we would essentially be adding an area that's uh, uh, 52 by 20. Uh, so that's that's our focus, being balanced. We're always balanced. You know, we've always been balanced with our um, event business versus our wholesale business versus our taproom business, and being able to pivot and 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 have different means of uh, where our revenue comes from has been helpful, but. Uh, I mean, there's there's no planning for stuff like this, in my opinion. I think everybody was kind of just, you know, hit hit a wall with it. And right. uh, and and I told our staff when we when we let our front of the house go on the following Tuesday after they closed restaurants, I reminded them all that, you know, it's just restaurants today. It's 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 a it's a problem that's going to affect all of America and, and it's just us today. So don't think you're, you know, restaurants are being shut down and, and eventually, you know, 
once that was done, then the next group was shut down. And, and, and it's, you know, we, we made a huge effort together and, uh, from what I've seen and what I've been told, um, now that we've opened a couple places up outside, uh, there's been a lot of support for those businesses. So, um, by opening this week, uh, a week later than the state allowed for patios to be open, um, not only do we get more things accomplished, but, uh, we, we kind of saw what to expect. And, (laughs) and, and, and now we're a little worried about the amount of staff we have to open. Um, there are some people that are still struggling with daycare and and things of that nature. So, uh, but, uh, there's a lot of new interest out there too. So, you know, uh, I don't know that we have a, a way other than, uh, enclosing more, having more indoor space, how to prepare, um, everything else is working, working well. I wouldn't, uh, uh, I mean, we got hit hard with the timing of this. We had just about all of our draft production complete, uh, for the spring rush and, and all the summer orders. And, and, uh, you know, luckily, uh, uh, within a day or two, we would have been on the other side of this, but luckily we, uh, we didn't, uh, actually rack any of that product. So I've got, I've got fermenters that, you know, everything's full, but, right. uh, and, and the best place for that beer is in a dark, cold, <laughs> uh, stainless tank with no oxygen. So, right. um, the beer obviously will hold up well under those circumstances and, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be well within our code dates, um, here since the draft started to move and, and the package is, uh, also picking up. It's, uh, Again, you, you you mentioned it like nobody expected this to happen. This is this this is one of those things that is that's unprecedented. You we've lived in this world of craft oh, he beer said the word <laughs> where <laughs> where everything was always about moving fast and 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 growing and and this 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 fast 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 and and then all of a sudden somebody just puts a halt to all of that and everybody just has to stop and like oh. Oh shit! Like, how do we how, how do we do that? And I, you know, not that you guys have are a a, a slow moving brewery, but just by the uh, nature, we're, we're slow. By, we're by, really slow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it to be a, to be a negative. By the nature of like just how you guys do things, like it just seems um, it seems that you're able to adapt to that better than I've seen some other places um, do. And we 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 see places that are just dumping tons and tons of money into packing their places with stainless steel and then all of a sudden now they've got all this empty tank space that there's oh no we're paying for this and there's nothing in it and how does that work and it's it's there are know. benefits to moving slow i mean there really are this uh for the past 15 years it's um you know we're not we're not aggressively going after anything this is a lifestyle business and we try to keep the atmosphere around this brand inviting for not only our customers, but our employees too, because, uh, we, you know, the, the people coming in today, uh, to rewash, uh, dishware and, and clean and, and, and just, uh, rewash pints and, and, and do all that stuff. Um, these are people that open the carriage house with us. These, these are people that are still with us. And, um, you know, that longevity also does a lot for a brand um, turnover is, is, is not good. Uh, instability is not good. So, um, long-term, uh, maybe the answer to your 
question previous was, you know, create a stable long-term environment that can weather the storms. Um, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do because this past two months, I've, I've never gotten more things done. My list is so small. It's great. <laughs> I feel the opposite. I feel like I can't get anything done. I'm living <laughs> well, in this world of chaos. Nobody's been here but me. Like, it's just me. So uh, that took a little bit of getting used to, you know, coming here for two months and working by myself. I mean, you hear every every fountain, every bird, every every move. You're walking through a, a, a building that would normally house 300 people and it's empty. Um, so, uh, that took some getting used to, but at the same time, I, like I said, I've never had more projects completed and, uh, the updates, um, we've done to the carriage house with the, the soundproofing, the, uh, furnishings, um, we're making a major pivot to the way we operate. We're going to table side service. Um, we're going to have a hostess, um, and, uh, uh, we've got tools. I mean, we've got the old tap room, you know, right. we've got, uh, we, we, we've got things we can, we can do that I think will be fun and, uh, nostalgic. I mean, this is, uh, this month marks 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, we, we are, we sold our first product in May of 2005 and here we are reopening in 2000, May of 2020. If you if you could go back and 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 look forward to what things you know when you started this business and you look at what today looks like you know you're standing in this massive carriage house that doesn't have any people <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's 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 crazy the uh, the the road that everything travels is is it difficult you know today's craft beer world you know you you get these beers you talk about you know you're not going to have that beer that's the best seller on the shelf or that everybody's running around screaming about you have good solid beer that everybody's like oh yeah I, I love that beer um is it difficult to watch you know as as trends are flashing and you have a place that does have that next hot thing and everybody's on facebook talking about it and people are lining up down the street to to, to buy 16 ounce cans of whatever it is is it difficult to see that happening and see what that's generating for place A or place B and to still kind of keep that focus of who you guys are and, 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 and just stay on your track of, of what Mount Carmel is all about? I think the, um, you know, I, I think that's, that, it, that popularity and craziness is good for our current business model just to generate interest in, in the industry right. and, and keep things afloat and, and keep, uh, uh, the media in, intrigued and engaged. Um, and for me though, um, uh, and, and that's helpful for us, but what I miss most about all of it is, uh, man, when we, you know, 10 years ago, we all knew each other. Um, uh, we all communicated with one another. Um, you know, the gone are the days, I guess, where me and John Nayway are sitting on a panel up in Athens, Ohio, every year, throwing back beers and, and talking about beer. And, and it's just, uh, you know, all those, the, I feel like our beer community is, is not close knit and it's not, um, I feel like we're all kind of, uh, fighting our own battles and doing our own thing. And, uh, you know, it, I just used to communicate, know, meet, uh, 
all the all the principal players in, in the Cincinnati beer market were were literally in the beer market. You know, we were right. we were all at the Winter Beer Fest, and you know, you're probably hard pressed to go anywhere and 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 find someone that has an equity stake in a business at a beer event. How do we? Is it possible to get back to that kind of that community and that feeling of it at least? Like, can we go back at all, or is it just too far gone at this point because of the nature of how big it's gotten? It's it's just gotten so big it's not it 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 won't be what it was uh, in my opinion but uh you know we have uh a huge growth in the industry um it's just uh for me as someone who's been around to to see everything evolve from from day one um that's that's what i miss about it that's that's the part that's no longer there it's just it's just kathleen and i uh we're not rubbing shoulders with many other people and uh unless someone needs something they reach out or we need something and we reach out but um yeah it's not the same um so we saw that rock bottom is officially closed i think we saw the the writing on the wall a little bit about that with some of their uh the problems with their the the holding company i guess for the uh, uh for rock bottom but uh, you can't say rock bottom without I, I can't say it or hear it without just thinking about Mitch, you know, like right. I think he <laughs> made it for me. Hey, rock bottom wasn't there until Mitch was there. And then, uh, when I hear that brand, I, I think of him. So, you know, I just, a uh, shout out to him. He's, uh, we miss him down there. Well, and he just hides away in his basement at Ryan guys now and doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's another person I don't see or talk to. Right. I uh, when I think you know whenever I talk to people, it's you, you hear a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I just I don't get to get out anymore. I don't get to go and grab a beer anywhere." And everybody says that. Everybody is just kind of holed up in their their own little world, trying to trying to manage what that is. Whereas it didn't necessarily used to be that way. You used to you used to be able to walk into a tap room and you would see somebody else in that tap room that was from another room. Oh, I just needed to come check it out. I needed to see what they were doing. And like that 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 doesn't exist as much anymore. I just, yeah. I, I don't know if maybe all of this, this, this shutdown crap, if that will kind of reignite some of that in people again. I mean, everybody's going to be pretty caught up here at the beginning trying to manage reopening and, and what that looks like. But um, if it kind of reignites some of that, uh, the, the, the passion of what craft beer is about more than just their business alone. I don't know. I, I don't. I hope that we go back to some kind of. Um, some kind of throwback to what things used to be like um, as people are I, I, I don't know if grateful is the right word but grateful that as many places were able to survive through this as where everybody you know there was doom and gloom when uh, March 15th hit and and the the news came that we had to that everything had to shut down everybody said they well we're gonna be down to, to half the breweries we were before this you know everybody's gonna close and and we still don't really know the full repercussions of it but I don't think it's gonna be as bad as people thought it was going to be I think I th- craft breweries are scrappy you know people were able to, to to fight and to make things work even when you didn't necessarily think they were able to yeah the breweries I'm not so worried about I think maybe maybe if if a brewery ends up closing after all this is over, maybe they were going to close anyway. Right. Um, and, and, and this may just be a nail in the coffin or something like that, but, um, really it's the restaurants I'm concerned about, um, you know, how long is this, you know, 
we were shocked that the state of Ohio didn't mandate a percentage cut of the number of patrons you're allowed to have in your restaurant. That that shocks me. Mm-hmm. I thought DeWine was going to, you know, be at a 50% cut or something like that. But, uh, you know, the panel worked. Um, the group he put together did a great job. And he allowed uh, people to 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 scrap to to find ways to to maximize their square footage and keep people safe. Uh, and I thought I thought that was huge. But you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't believe there was a restaurant owner out there that was putting fifty percent of their gross last year in their back pocket. So so if if you're reducing your serviceable tables to 50% or 60%, um, you're still losing money every day. So, I mean, how, how, you know, the restaurants will be interesting. I I don't know. Um, uh, you know, we're going to have to, uh, do well on those sunny days and expect losses on the, on, on the rainy days. Um, and, uh, that'll, that, that's what concerns me because, as much as uh, we've become a beer town, we're we're also quite the food town, yeah. and and there's um, I don't want to lose that. Talk about the the process of restarting a machine like a uh, a restaurant and and getting things back up and running after not for two months. Um, the what does that mean? What does that picture look like of getting things going again? Well, for a lot of us. Um, uh, it means, uh, putting $20,000 worth of food in the cooler. Um, we, uh, we, we have, we had our, uh, our chef, chef David come in. Um, it took him about three days to decommission the kitchen, um, and, uh, deep clean, move appliances, stuff like that. Um, he, this is his first day back. Um, we're talking on a Monday. Um, so, by the end of today, he will be prepping food. He'll be, cause we're a scratch kitchen. So everything has to be made between now and Thursday. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the disadvantage there is we've got nothing to start with. Right. So it, it's, it's a lot of stress on the back of the house and with us pivoting to, um, uh, assigned seats and, and table side service. Um, the front of the house has to learn a completely new concept and, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a real interesting week. Well, you, you also spent so much time trying to figure out what, what the crowd looks like for you guys. I don't, I, I don't know when you guys opened the carriage house, what you expected the crowds to be like versus what it ended up being. But I, I anticipate you guys were a little busier than, than most places, you know, think they're going to be when, when you open a place like that. So you adjust to that and you figure that out and you figure out what your normal is and, yeah. and, and you get used to that. And then this happens and now you're coming back into that same process and you're looking at it as what does, what does a sunny Saturday look like? Is, is the place packed again or are people, you know, afraid to go out of their house and it's just kind of a, a, a calm, relaxed, you know, half full, um, restaurant. Like it, it, what does it mean? And how do you, how do you predict that? And how do you prepare for that? Especially when you're looking at a kitchen that has, that is a scratch kitchen like that. It, it, yeah, to give give you an idea, we um, we designed the kitchen um, to produce uh, 250 tickets a day. Um, that's that's what we 
based our numbers on. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, our first year of business, we were doing as many as 750 a day. <laughs> so um, what that did is create a lot of pivoting in, in the back of the house. But now that we're going to table side service, I think there's actually going to be more organization and ease of, of, of flow uh, for that to happen. And uh, we still expect to have 300 people here at any given time, of course, if, if the weather's nice. I don't think that's going to change a bit. Right. Um, on, any, on any given night, you could have come here and, and, and you know, seen 300 people and we can space them 12 feet apart if we want. So I think that's going to be the norm. I think this summer is going to be great for us. That's I went to, uh, to, to two breweries on Thursday because that's my duty. And, um, they both had about the same amount of people in them, but one of them had a very large, very spacious patio. And one of them had a very tiny, uh, kind of very, very small patio. And it, it, the crowd feels so different when you go to the, even if it's the same amount of people, just because of the way the space is set up and um, you guys could have, you know, a whole lot of people there and it would still feel like one of those uh, kind of calm, relaxed uh, patios. So I guess. And and we don't want people to wait in their cars either. You know, we don't make money if people are waiting in their cars, we make money if they're, if they're buying pints and drinks and cocktails so we're going to have designated areas just for staging. So, um, you know, if your table's not ready or if there's a 15, 20 minute wait, there'll be a designated area that you can go and have service. Um, so, uh, the whole experience is going to be, um, managed, I think in a, in a better way, but, um, you know, we've got outlets for that and, uh, we've got plenty of room to, to build it. Uh, talk about, you have anything new and exciting on tap right now, or we actually have, uh, we do, we, well, we have something new going on. Um, so this year we're putting the, uh, the collaboration that we do with the Cincinnati zoo, uh, the queen bee, um, the beer that benefits their pollination program. Um, that is going into a package this week. So, um, Instead of releasing our uh, summer wheat beer, we're going to release uh, that beer this summer. Um, so it's only been available at the zoo and at the tap room uh, for the past, gosh, I guess it's been five years now. I've drank a whole bunch of that beer at the zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of it. <laughs> that one, that one uh, yeah, it's, it'll be back this year if they open. I mean, you know, that's it's back on tap at all the stations and um. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, that's a, a great point. You know, they've, they've got to hurdle themselves, and, and uh, I don't know how that's going to look, but, you know, we'll do whatever we can to support them. You look at so many businesses, and, and not even the ones that are associated with beer, but the beer is obviously the easy conversation right now, the zoo, and how much, you know, they they do support local breweries. And you look at God, the, the Red Stadium and how much beer they're normally buying and and we don't still don't really know what that's going to look like this year if the if there's even going to be games down there and like you you see how that ripples and affects all these other businesses and it just um it's going to be we're going to again we're going to feel the the repercussions from this for a really long time in a lot of different ways and that that scares me that like everybody's going to think you're like oh things are going back to normal and then all of a sudden the company that you love closes because they're still feeling that wave from before. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's scary. 
Yeah. I, you know, I hope everyone, you know, um, that, you know, regularly consumes, uh, craft beer will, will think a little longer and a little harder about choosing a local craft beer. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good message for all of us to put out there that, you know, maybe make an extra effort to, to find something you really like that's local. And, uh, cause I think we all, we could all use it. I mean, uh, some more than others, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're all, we're all in this together, I guess. I see now I said a catchphrase. <laughs> Uh, it uh we will get through it and i think that's the important thing to like keep in mind through all of this that you know just it's it's like one step at a time and just focusing on what you can do with this moment and the next moment and then the moment after that and i you know i know that a lot of people are freaked out about going out of their house and being social again but just go and 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 if you walk into somewhere and you don't feel comfortable go home and that's fine but like yeah maybe when you get there you'll see that it's a little more comfortable than you think it's going to be when you're sitting at home in your cocoon watching uh you know your your tv whatever uh sensationalist news program you're watching that's telling you it's the end of the world um, yeah that's that's a good point and we uh another thing we accomplished over the past two months is we built a new website and uh it's that's a long light time years. coming. <laughs> yeah. It's just light years <laughs> above where we were at. It's awesome. And, uh, part of that, um, game plan moving forward is that there will be quite a few people who are not ready yet, uh, to, to socialize or, or, or be around a lot of people. So, um, our, uh, curbside business is going to be amped up quite a bit with assigned parking spots. Uh, we have an online ordering app into our new uh, website now. So, um, it's, uh, it's all part of the, the, the next phase and, and getting through the summer and accommodating to as much of the market as we can. So we're, we're, we've got, we've got everything we can offer, uh, launching, relaunching this business, whether it be takeout, whether it be sit down, whether it be just kicking on the porch with a beer, um, you know, we're going to offer everything we offered before just a little better. That's that's all that we as as beer drinkers and fans of Mount Carmel can ask for. Just, you know, keeping keeping that feeling of what makes Mount Carmel what it is and just keeping it keeping that intact while growing and still improving. Um, I'm excited to see how that continues. Yeah, it's going to be great. It'll be great. For anybody that's listening, go get a Mount Carmel beer. If you're listening to this, go to Mount Carmel and get a beer. Like that's the that's the exciting part is that things are reopening and you can do that. I that first beer sitting on a patio, uh, looking at the pond, is probably going to taste better than any Mount Carmel beer than I think I've ever had. I cannot wait for that day. <laughs> I, I you're not alone. <laughs> Um, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to, uh, be able to get the, uh, the family out of the house eventually and, um, get them outside in some actual fresh air and, uh, yeah. have a beer together. Uh, thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time and, uh, good luck in getting everything started back up. Um, as always, if we can do anything, just let us know. And, uh, I, I think I'm speaking for all of us here in Cincinnati. If we can do anything, just let us know. And we, uh, we'll be there to keep that place going and keep it for what it is, because it is an absolute treasure to have a place like Mount Carmel in Cincinnati. 
we appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate your time. Um, we wish you all the best of luck as well. Yeah, I'm going to sit down here and do like five more shows just so I don't have to go back upstairs and deal with the uh, chaos that I know is probably existing <laughs> up there. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much. And um, oh, hang on. I always mess this up when I'm sitting here by myself. Um, we'll be back next week. I don't know who's on the show next week, but it's probably somebody awesome. So keep uh, keep listening, subscribe, and share, and all those things that you're supposed to do. And like I said, get to Mount Carmel and drink a beer. Or go to your favorite retailer and buy Mount Carmel there because um, your retailers need your support too. So try to, try to spread your beer buying as much as you can. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. <laughs>